0: It's time for the Charter Chat Podcast. Please welcome your host, Juliet Lucero.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Charter Chat Podcast. I am your host, Juliette Lucero, and for this episode, I headed on over to Thousand Oaks, California to Meadows Arts and Technology Elementary School. I sat down with Brenda Alchever, the executive director, and Kristen Walker, the assistant director. Mates is actually a conversion charter school. For those of you that don't know what a conversion charter school is, it was once a district school and was later converted into a charter school. This school was going to be closed down by the school district due to low student enrollment. Instead of closing down, the district allowed Mates to convert into a charter school and now there is a wait list to get into this school. They don't seem to have a problem with low enrollment anymore. So let's get into the interview and let me introduce you to Brenda and Kristen. Yay! Welcome, everyone. I am Juliet Lucero, and you are tuned into the Charter Chat podcast that features different charter schools from all over. For this episode, I am excited to be interviewing two individuals from Meadows Arts Technology Elementary School in Thousand Oaks, California. We have Brenda Olshiver, Executive Director, and Kristen Walker, Assistant Director. Welcome ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Um, why don't you guys start out telling me a little bit about yourselves? Well,
0: I'm Brenda Olshiver and I've been in education for 32 years. I started my career up in Santa Clarita as a third grade teacher. Uh, When my kids got to school age, I decided I should be closer to home. And I did grow up here in Thousand Oaks. So I applied back to Coneo Valley School District and ended up at Meadows Elementary and uh, taught for 14 years on this campus before the district was into declining enrollment and decided that they were going to close the school. And we had a group of very, very uh, passionate parents who wanted a community neighborhood school to stay in existence. And wrote a charter, and I hopped on their bandwagon and never looked back. And uh, that was in two thousand eight. They quote, they announced they were closing in two thousand nine. We opened the school. We've been here. We're celebrating our tenth year. Um, wow! <laughs> and I, as I said, I grew up in the Thousand Oaks area. My Meadows has been a big part of my life. My own child went here when it was Meadows, and I wanted other school. Students to be able to experience what my daughter got to experience, so.
2: That's great. What about you, Kristen? Um, well, I also, um, started as a teacher, um, about 15 years ago, teaching fourth grade in a private school in Southern Orange County. It's where I got my start. It was a great place to work. Um, and then, uh, for my husband's job, we moved back to Ventura County, which is where we're both from. So, um, worked in another private school in Simi and then moved into, uh, Moore Park Unified, um, as a fourth, uh, Fifth grade teacher in Moore Park. And then that was right around the time of the recession as well. So there was um, major budget cuts in the district. They had to riff many teachers in the district. um, And I was one that got pink slipped being at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, So I uh, looked around to see who was hiring. And at that time, um, there were very, very few options for teaching positions. But I saw this little charter school, um, (laughs) Mates, was hiring. So I looked into it and I applied and I just... Remember, um, in the interview, there were so many connections of things that I was passionate about from my teaching career that they did here at Mates um, that seemed like a really good fit for me, and um, and I I got the spot, and I taught uh, fourth grade here for um, for several years, and then um, moved into the assistant director position um, about four years ago now, and it's been a, a great transition. I I. I in the classroom, it was my, um, I loved it. I loved my teaching partner. I loved fourth grade. It was just an ideal place to be. But, um, I'm so glad I took that next step to stretch and grow into the administration position. Um, I think Brenda saw something in me that I didn't even necessarily see in myself at that time, but it's been really amazing to see both sides of the coin in the education field, seeing the, the admin side and the teaching perspective as well. So, so now here I am. <laughs>
1: Welcome. And that's definitely something you don't see a lack of in charter schools is passion for teaching. So that's, that's something that's very special for the charter schools. I understand you had touched on the district and just the economy in general had took a dip down that, that time of year, about 10 years ago. And I know, Mates is a little different because you were actually a district school at one point, correct? Correct. correct.
0: Can yeah. you tell me more about that? Um, yes, this, the district was in declining enrollment, and they um, it was very political in the, the Canao Valley. I had been here, like I said, most of my life, and I had never seen it that political. But they had to close two schools, and unfortunately, the two schools they chose were two National Blue Ribbon Schools, and... Uh, The schools they were choosing for our families to go to were two and a half miles away, three miles away, and that didn't leave a neighborhood school. So the parents uh, tried to appeal to the the district to say, please don't close us. There were all kinds of community meetings. And uh, when they finally said, no, you're closing, this group of parents had been researching charter schools. They really didn't know much about them. But they had been researching them. And they started a petition and they came to the teachers because conversion charters have to have 51% of the population, uh, teaching population, uh, agree to the charter. And they educated us on what that would look like. And we, five of us, ended up converting over. um, Others, for personal reasons, either couldn't or wouldn't. And uh, we ended up. Uh, converting it to keep this community school alive. And that's how Meadows Arts and Technology came to be, with this group of passionate parents who um, wrote this petition and pulled us along. And a couple of us just had a lot of faith in the people who were writing it that we really didn't have to look back because we just had this feeling, probably more than they did in themselves, that this was going to be successful. And it has been.
1: And so, since the district had in low enrollment, did you guys have struggle with low enrollment at the beginning as well?
0: We, when we converted, because as I said, five of us can, uh, moved over as founding teachers, we were praying for eighty students, just eighty students to make us viable, so that we could all have classrooms. <laughs> And we ended up opening, I believe, with 240 students, which wow. was far, but three times as many as we expected. And within the next couple of years, um, we became full. And then, uh, four years ago, we started, uh, an expansion in which we added some, uh, some students in each grade level. We were at 366 was our capacity. And then we added 30 more spaces, and we're currently at 396. Um, Consistently fill those 396 spaces with a wait list of about 200.
1: Are you a teacher, student, or parent of a charter school and have a story to tell about your school? Head on over to charterchatpodcast.com to send in your story to be read on the show. So there's definitely a huge need Mm -hmm. in this community, even though I know it's a good school district over here. It It is. is. It's
0: a great school district. Um, And our being in existence actually, I think, was a help to the district. Um, They, at that time, brought in a a magnet, a science magnet, that hadn't been considered until they heard there was this competition of this (laughs) little school on the hill called Mates. Um, So... Yeah, there's definitely people want choices. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you have the arts and technology part in your name, so I know that's probably what you focus on more so at this school. Do you want to tell me a little bit about some of the programs you offer here?
2: Sure. Our educational philosophy is project-based learning. A lot of hands-on, inquiry-based, experiential, um, but also with thematic units um, that use interdisciplinary uh, teaching to be able to tie subjects together so that students can make connections under one overarching theme. Um, And so through that, we tie in the arts and tie in the technology to use those as tools for both teaching and learning so that uh, students can uh, experience learning in a variety of ways. And we just feel that the brain learns best when it's able to make connections. And so we try to help our students make connections between subjects. And it helps when we have that overarching theme. So. For example, um, in the spring, our first grade students have an overarching theme of Africa, and that's what they learn about. But all of their subjects, all the different disciplines tie together under that overarching theme. So for reading, they'll read literature from Africa. And then for writing, they'll write um, about African animals. And in science, they'll learn about the ecosystems in Africa. Um, And then in dance, they'll learn African dances. In Mm, art, they'll make um, African masks. So, all of these things in all these different ways tie together under um, big overarching themes to help students make connections.
1: Yeah, because when I think of arts and technology, they seem like polar opposites to me.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> and we always say we're not an art school, we're not a technology school, we're not here to make Picasso's and Steve Jobs, we're here to make Well rounded, well educated students who know how to use art as a tool to express themselves and know how to use technology as a tool to express themselves, just like we do as adults in our everyday life. Right here, you have all these uh, pieces of technology in front of you. It's not because you're a necessarily a tech person it's because you're using them as a tool to get your job done Um, and that's what we want our students to be able to do they want we want them to be able to use art to get their job done or use technology to get their job done and their job is is learning the core content
1: that's great now
0: you have a very active parent community I understand yes over uh, about 49% of our families volunteer weekly we average about fifty-one hours per family per year. We do not require it, but it was part of the Meadows culture before we converted, and it just rolled over into it. And because we were founded by parents, um, it was—they were very passionate, and they wanted to continue that parental, parental teacher communication. And that's really what it does. Is everybody who's here wants to be here. And so the parents want to be here, the teachers want to be here, and our students want to be here. And uh, the students get to see that positive interaction with their parents and their teachers. And by the parents participating on campus, it's showing the kids that learning is meaningful. School is important. Mm -hmm. And we can't do most of our programs without our parental support. For example, on Tuesdays, we have a lunch program called Art at Lunch, and it's completely volunteer run and what they do is each week they bring out art supplies in our multi-purpose rooms so students who might choose not to play on the playground can come in and they can create things with whatever medium is chosen that week for example tomorrow's going to be Chalk art. They're going to actually not go in the multipurpose room. They're going to go out on the playground and they're going to be so able it's to. it's not raining
1: it for once. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: and they're going to be able to go out and, and do their art on the playground. Other times they'll take, um, you know, clay or they'll take paint or uh, pastels and they'll do different projects and And it's pretty open ended. But that pro- program is completely run by parent volunteers. If we didn't have volunteers, we wouldn't have the program. And our board is primarily volunteers, parent volunteers. So,
1: that's great. I mean, volunteers are very important and much needed to have any organization run successfully. So, it's great that you guys are really doing a good
0: job at getting the parent participation. Right. And if you walked our campus, you would see volunteers in the classrooms as well. And we also have not only parents volunteering, we have students from California Lutheran University volunteering. Um, And I'll let Mrs. Walker share. We have just signed an MOU with uh, Cal Lutheran. We're the first program in the state to use undergraduate students within our classrooms.
1: Oh, that's great. And I think a lot of students, if they're planning to go into education, it's a perfect opportunity for them to
2: figure out if this is what they really want to do. (laughs) Yeah, it's really exciting. So the undergrad students at Cal Lutheran in the interdisciplinary educational studies major, they have to get field work hours. And so they, uh, we have a partnership with mates. They can come uh, to our campus partner with a teacher, spend time doing field work here, observing, watching the teacher, um, helping small groups of students, helping cut things out, helping with uh, lesson planning. Um, and the, the Cal Lutheran students really add a, a big dynamic to our classrooms because then uh, there's more adults in the room, there's more hands, there's more eyes, there's more help. The students um, come to really trust and um, build a good rapport with those Cal Lutheran students and um, see them as a another extra resource for them in the classroom. And then it really benefits the Cal Lutheran students as well, because they've had a lot of time in the classroom and been able to see what it's like being in this profession, being in this job, and they can see for themselves if they really like it or not before they have to commit to going to a credential program or going to grad school. They've actually had some chance, uh, a chance to try out the profession. So it's a really nice symbiotic relationship that allows everyone to benefit from it so it's been a it's been a good partnership with them.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean any companies that can use
2: interns yeah. or any sort yeah. of
1: additional help, it's always a great thing. And how many hours do they usually put in? Uh,
2: it depends what class they're taking. Um, some of the classes require thirty hours of field work, some sixty hours. But by the time they graduate with that major, they've done about two hundred hours of field work, um, and that's before they've even you know gone into a credentialing program. So once they get into that student teaching role, um, they have a lot of experience, feel very comfortable in the classroom, um, have a lot more knowledge than they would if it was only. Uh, classroom-based uh, right. learning. They actually get to experience it. Yeah, because
1: a lot of them, I think, don't start those hours until they get into their student teaching. Exactly. And
2: then it's kind of too late if you find out you don't like it because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've, already, you've already committed to being in grad school. That was like me. I went to school for computer networking and uh-huh. then I realized, I don't want to do this for a living. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's all related. It's all part of the path. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, do you guys think there's anything that you wish you would have known when you started out that you know now?
0: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, I can say that um, I, I've worked in private schools. I've worked in district schools. And, and now being at a charter school, um, it is such a good blend of both worlds by being able to have, um, just the, the passion and the commitment and the enthusiasm, um, that, that it takes to really make a great school. And I'll say for me, um, when I was, um, when I was pink slipped from the district school, because they had, um, all those huge budget cuts, um, it was a really tough time in my life. I um, was devastated. I loved my school that I worked at. I loved my colleagues. Um, I had been so happy there and felt like just, you know, just so let down to get pink slipped from a place that I had really poured my heart and soul into and felt like I was kind of being tossed aside. Um, and then... Uh, to find mates was such an amazing silver lining that I would never have pursued if that hadn't have happened to me if I hadn't have been um, you know riffed I would never have pursued looking into this charter school so I, I think as far as things that I've learned or things that I know now that I didn't know then is that um, there's always something better you know around the corner if you feel like it's, it's not going your way it's not working out the way you thought it would it was not my plan at all to leave there in the first place um, but I found something that is a home for me is such an amazing fit, has given me an opportunity to expand my career that I would not have had otherwise and um has given me such a strong community. I've, I'm really thankful for it, even though it was a tough time. It um it helped me
0: grow and it was part of my my journey. It sounds great. What well, I wish I had known how many hours it was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably wish where... you
2: didn't know that actually. <laughs> that seems
0: to be the
1: common theme. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But you know, it, it's it's really a labor of love that we put into this school, and a, I was also a very passionate teacher. I loved. I used to tell people teaching was my hobby, um, <laughs> and I started as a founding teacher here, and I actually taught one year before becoming the director. And um, I didn't have any idea what the directorship was going to be. It was all learning on the job, but it was like a piece of clay. We were able to take what was good from meadows and make it even better and mold it into this fantastic piece of art, uh, so to speak. And it's just grown into a school that beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, we've reached all of our aspirations, and now we're looking at our new aspirations. And it's just been this fabulous community has come together and I think the bottom line is the kids are benefiting from a really quality education as good as the district school was we've become better
1: that's great and some some charter schools fill that need where the district school wouldn't even have been here Mm -hmm. if you guys Mm -hmm. hadn't stepped in to start this school
2: and it, and it is. It is a good district, like you mentioned. There are really good surrounding schools, which is great. And we just feel like um, parents deserve to have another option as well. If, if that is not the, the right fit for their family, the, the best fit for their child, we want parents to have other options in education. Um, we feel like there's there's lots of different people out there, so there should be lots of different types of schools out there so that parents can find what works best for their, their families and their children. Yeah, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you guys have any
1: accomplishments that you want to share, recent accomplishments?
0: Well, we're very excited that we uh, just were renewed for another five years, Yay. so as I said, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary and moving into at least 15, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're very, very excited and hopeful to see what comes in the future. Um, We also, as I said, and again, we have this new partnership, this new MOU with California Lutheran University, which we're the only school in the state who has such, uh, it's called the Collaborative Community School, and um, it's really, really a very, very great partnership showing how uh, the community can tie together, Mm -hmm. and we can teach these up-and-coming educators and they can see quality education before they actually step foot into their classroom, um,
1: and hopefully, if they're going into a a school that is not as. Mm -hmm. Mm well-ran, that they can definitely bring that knowledge and and experience with them. And a lot of
0: our student teachers come back to us and say, oh, my gosh, I miss Mates. (laughs) I can't can't wait to try some of the things that we did at Mates in Mm -hmm. my classroom. Mm -hmm. And we also host, uh, we have many, many different events that we do, but one of the things we do is, as Kristen mentioned, is that we do tie our art into our. Our themes. And we do a winter art gallery every January. And those, uh, you can see the thematic art and the, what the kids have been working on. For example, in fourth grade, they were learning about California Explorers. So they made uh, uh, busts of the California Explorers. And then they wrote a report. And then it, they made QR codes. And that was posted on the bust. And, and Just, that's just one piece of, of so many different projects that are, are displayed at this night. And one of our student teachers came back. She's doing her student teaching in another district and she was writing all these things (laughs) down. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do this this, and bring it back to the student. She's, so I feel like we, we are sending people out to create positive environments in the future.
2: And giving them an opportunity to see how art can be integrated into the curriculum and see how technology can be integrated into the curriculum and um, they can carry that forward into their future uh, teaching assignments um, for whatever school or district they, they work in, but they might not have that opportunity if they hadn't seen it um early on in their careers do you want to help us get the word out
1: help us get the show in the ears of more listeners you can do that by going to itunes subscribing and leaving a comment now back to the show i think that's also one of my hopes with this podcast is to even other charter schools get ideas from other schools of what they're doing to help
0: collaborate i've always said art is uh, teaching is the art of thievery
2: <laughs>
0: because a lot of our ideas come from other educators. And then we just take our our uh, work and we build upon it. And that's one of the, the exciting things about our school is it's very collaborative. Our teaching staff is also very collaborative. Um, every... I worked in schools where teaching mm-hmm. was very proprietary, where this is my lesson and you can't teach it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen here. Every student gets the same wonderful education because they, all our teachers collaborate and make sure they're doing the same great projects and using the same great tools.
1: So. Yeah, it's so much easier when you team up and work as a team instead mm-hmm. of trying to go at it yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Um is there anything else you guys want to share with us today before we wrap up?
0: We're just very happy to be at the school. We Our community is our family, and we don't take that lightly. We we really appreciate everybody who's here. And the work, we understand the work our teachers get put in is more than they would in a district. We understand the work our parents put in is more than they would in any district school because they have they have a voice. Everybody has a voice here. And our, and I think we're just, as I said before, making a great opportunity for our students. And we're very passionate about this.
2: And it does really become a community when we have people who want to be here, want to be a part of it. Um, it becomes... It becomes like a family, so we, we're, we're a good team working together, and we all have the students'
0: best interests at heart. I just thought about one of our accomplishments. We were named the number one public elementary school in Ventura County by Niche.com. Oh, that's great. With the number one elementary school teachers in the county by Niche.com. We're proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's wonderful. Um where can people find out more information about
0: your school? Do you have a website? We do www.matescharter.org. Uh, it, we also have, um, it can be found in an app. In your app store, you can find the Mates app. Oh, you
1: have your own app too. Yes, we do. Why am I not surprised being a technology (laughs) school? (laughs) Well, I want to thank you ladies very much for taking the time and being on the Charter Chat podcast and sharing a little bit about your school. And until next time, I want to remind our audience to put kids first. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Charter Chat Podcast. Be sure to visit charterchatpodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Just remember to put kids
0: first. See you next time.